0: Hello everyone, you're listening to Game Rivals, a podcast where a Nintendo fan and a PlayStation fan talk about the latest games and happenings in the gaming community and industry. I'm one of your hosts, Maximilian X, and together with Sean Templar, we bring you this bi-weekly podcast about video games. hey guys welcome back to another episode of uh, game rivals uh i'm your host maximilian x here together with sean templar say hi to the lovely people sean templar
1: hello lovely people
0: (laughs) (laughs) hi welcome back to another episode and uh i guess we're gonna jump straight into this week's uh first topic which is uh what we've been playing uh sean it's been uh i mean it's been a couple of weeks since we last uh talked so uh what have you been playing uh lately
1: it's been a long time indeed max um i've had a quite of a diverse lineup i've been playing lately kind of had a dip in uh playing stuff so i skipped out on finishing red dead redemption and Assassin's Creed Odyssey. wait
0: so you didn't finish it yet no
1: not yet uh...
0: <laughs> wait how far are you anyways
1: I think I almost finished uh, Red Dead Redemption. I'm in chapter six. Like, I'm almost at the end. I just don't feel like finishing it right now. <laughs> what What was it?
0: Who does? Okay, you know what? No, 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 no. Yeah. Because I know that if I'm going to criticize you on that, I know that there's someone in the audience who I know who's going to <laughs> criticize me on not finishing games. So maybe it's uh, fine. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so but how has it been so far? At least how, how has your experience been with Red Dead Redemption then? I, playing um, it. yeah i loved it like
1: before like the week before red dead came out i was playing Assassin's Creed odyssey which i loved i still need to finish that one as well <laughs> and then i started okay. red dead and then uh like uh, after like say end of november i kind of got like this game dip that i really didn't want to play anything right so now um i found a few other titles some new some old that i'm kind of playing in between waiting for new yeah. stuff to come out like anthem or division so
0: Okay, but okay, so why did you like what made you stop playing Red Dead?
1: I don't know. I just had this moment in which I just thought like, oh, I don't feel like it. Maybe it's because I know I'm getting to the end and that I kind of like where it's going, so I kind of don't want it to end. I think that that's more like what's happening, oh, okay, yeah, well,
0: fair, I guess I mean <laughs> i i've I've stopped earlier in games for less, but. At least I finish them when I get to it, so I'll but, finish it right, soon. I'll okay. let you know when I finish it. Okay, man, you, you're you're keeping me and the audience in suspense, man. You gotta finish <laughs> it. We gotta we gotta know how you found, how what you thought of the ending. Okay. All right. So what else have you been been playing?
1: So r- last week I bought a game which is called Hong Kong Massacre, which is a yeah. I bought it on a PlayStation, and it's this. Um, hardcore top-down shooter it's uh, kind of inspired by these old uh, hong kong action movies in which like uh, the hero has two guns and flies all over the place and jumps all over the place in slow-mo and kills. so <laughs>
0: is it kind of is it kind of like um Stranglehold top down okay so it's it's basically stranglehold top down yeah. so it's but it's like
1: really really hard like when i saw the trailer i was like oh this looks fun and it's only 16 bucks so i'm like oh you know just play this have some fun with it but it's really hard because like if you get hit by a bullet once you die so you have to okay so it's more like the hotline miami then uh it might be from the same developer i don't know i never played hotline miami it could be that it's from the same uh, developer let me just quickly Mm -hmm. check check that for you yeah um but yeah it's like it's really hard and that's what i kind of like about it and the effect it looks really nice it's pretty simple in in the way you have, you play the game, but uh, that kind of makes it great as well. Um, let me just quickly check those guys. You're currently working on the massacre.
0: Does it really? St- I mean, it sounds like it does sound like what you said. It sounds like strangle but since it's top down, it just reminds me of Hotline Miami. Mm.
1: Yeah, it's it's really fun. It's like really hard and. it it also has some depth to it so like you have uh, an upgrade system so you can upgrade your weapons and the way you upgrade your weapons is that you have um, three same objectives for every mission it's you have to get you get stars for finishing the game within a certain time you get stars for not using the slow motion of the bullet time effect and you get stars for i believe um, only hitting enemies instead of like objects in the environment and so, with those stars, you can upgrade your weapons. Most of, like, unlimited ammo or faster fire rates, or more magazine sizes. It's, yeah, it's, it's really nice. I didn't expect it. It wasn't like, yeah, when I bought it, I thought, like, oh, it'll be fun. But it's kind of hard, and that kind of that makes it fun for me. Because I thought, like, I'll just play this in two hours, and I'll be done with it. And I'm only at the fourth or the fifth level so far. But, yeah, I like it so far. All right. And also, Sounds uh, awesome. I have two other games I'm currently playing in between. Um you might have seen the stream or read about it that the Respawn came out with uh, Apex Legends out of the blue. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: We definitely need to talk about that a bit yeah. more later, but Yeah. But what what's your experience I didn't play it for that long, but what's your experience been so far?
1: Yeah, so I played it on the PlayStation and on the PC and generally I play shooters on the PC because of the accuracy with the mouse. Um i like where the game's going it's it kind of reminds me of uh titanfall meets uh, overwatch because like every character has their abilities and it's like really a fleshed out story for the characters it's not just oh, like, some random you are
0: missing like stuff like the wall running
1: yeah but to be honest i'm happy that's, that, that like there are no titans in the game there's no wall running and i'm kind of happy that that's not in there because um I couldn't play titanfall multiplayer because it was too fast for me people just would jump all over the place you know and in in this (laughs) case it's not there so that's kind of cool and the combat itself is also pretty uh pretty uh, extensive like you can pick up weapons but then you also have to get attachments for those weapons like bigger magazines or uh, barrel extensions which reduce recoil and scopes and stuff like that so it's kind of PUBG elements in there as well it's sixty persons, I believe, instead of hundred and you're always in a squad of three. you can also, yeah. for example, if your teammate gets downed, you can either revive him or you can grab his card and then respawn him at a respawn station. So it's it's cool. It's not like oh your team is dead, it's over.
0: How have you how long have you how long did like how long have you been playing it for now?
1: I think I have played you know? a couple of hours. I've won one match and I've played like a couple of hours. And the funny thing is I played it on the Playstation yesterday and i had more fun on the playstation than i had on the pc which is strange because normally it's the other way around but yeah uh, i think
0: of, yeah i think the reason for that is because i i've, I've heard people talking about um apex legends uh, and their experience so far as well is that at least in their from their perspective i haven't played it on pc yet so i can't confirm it but at least to me the 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 little that i that i played it felt to me the same way is that it felt like this game was made with consoles in mind yeah so like playing with a controller that seems to be like the preferred way to play it um i am i'm gonna be saying this often but i am not one of the biggest like first person shooter kind of guys <laughs> um it yeah. always takes me a while to get used to the controls okay um i am used to playing first person uh, games with a controller mostly of back from the Xbox 360 days uh, and now also on pa- PlayStation 4 and even on PC, if the game allows it, I'll play with my Xbox 360 controller. That's and nice. it it feels all right. It feels like most first-person shooters that I've played and that it's very intuit- in- intuitive to a controller. Yeah, definitely. So if you're used to playing like first-person shooters and controllers, I think... You'll gravitate to playing it on the console more. Um, I mean, it's not like there's cross cross play on it anyway, so it doesn't really matter. It's not like you're gonna face it off against of other PC people, players
1: I think, uh, with a PC yeah, and I a mean, console. But the funny thing is, is you see more and more games getting PC input support. So, like mouse and keyboard are coming to consoles as well. So, it's funny to see yeah. that that's gonna happen more and more. I think going on to the future.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean that's true. I mean. Microsoft already, I think, announced that they're going to be doing, uh, be like natively supporting keyboard and mouse on the Xbox One uh, console. So that that's going to be interesting.
1: Yeah, but you know what the funny thing about that is, is that I read the other day that uh, Sea of Thieves is going to get a big PvP update in the future, like in one of these weeks. And before that update comes out, they're going to create this option to opt out of, a certain service because now it's cross play so xbox people play together with pc people and they're going to introduce this feature in which you get to opt out of that because otherwise if it's pvp people with a mouse and a keyboard might have an advantage over you so there's going to be a feature that you can say i just want to play with console people or i just want to play with pc people or i want to play with both So it's kind of funny to see that they're still catering to that option as well okay cool yeah this is one last game that's going to work out yeah, this is one, one last game I've been playing, and which is kind of old game. I believe it's from 2010, 2011, which is uh, Shogun Two: Total War. I don't know if you're oh. familiar with the Total War franchise. Yeah, yeah,
0: I'm, I'm, f- I'm familiar with the Total War series. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, me, my, my PCs have never been up to snuff <laughs> to play those games, but I would love to play one of those games someday if I eventually I upgrade those. my PC for yeah. that. Yeah. yeah
1: I, I, love the. I've, I've almost had them all. I, I skipped the Warhammer ones because I don't, I'm not into that. And I didn't like the Napoleon one with the musket because the combat is a bit too slow. But I love the one with Rome, Rome 2, Medieval 2, Shogun. What I love about the Shogun is I'm kind of a fan of the samurai age. So it's cool to see that you have all these samurais and... The you have this, like, with
0: ah, you just want to pal around with Nobunaga,
1: isn't yeah, it? that's that's yeah. And <laughs> 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 yeah, what, what's cool is that, is that you know, like with Rome 2, for example, you get a lot of territories to start out, and here you have like your own small castle, and that's it. And then you really have to think about, like, okay, am I going to build up an army and take another region, or am I gonna wait because it has so much consequences on everything, like your food supply, or your upkeep, or your money, or your taxes. and there was this moment yeah. in which I like greedily built, uh, built uh, multiple armies and started invading other territories. And then two turns later, I lost all those territories because armies showed up out of this blue. And I don't I don't have enough money at that moment then to upkeep my armies. I have to either disband my units or take everybody back. You know? It's it's fun because it like pushes you in di- into different directions. And I'm really looking forward to uh, the new one, Three Kingdoms, which is coming out next month.
0: Oh wow! It's oh, it's based. Is it based on Romance of the Three Kingdoms? Yeah, eh?
1: that's I, I. love that era. So it also has more hero units like uh, Liu Bei and Guan Yu and stuff like that. So I'm curious yeah. to see which uh, what's going to happen with that.
0: All right, cool. Yeah, look forward to hearing from you from that one.
1: Yeah. So uh, all right, what are you playing right now? Uh,
0: I guess the same as last time. <laughs> um, I'm still. I mean, I'm still training in Smash. I mean, when I have, whenever I have time to play Smash. I'm just, like, uh, grinding on that one. I mean, uh, recently, last, yeah, last week, the 31st, they surprise dropped uh, Piranha Plant, which was free for people that bought um, Smash uh, and registered their uh, their copy of the game before the 31st. And then suddenly, on the 31st, they dropped Piranha Plant as a playable character. And he, it, I, he, she, it? It is an interesting character. I don't know what to call Piranha okay. Plant. It's an it. Okay, but tell this. Um, it is really an interesting character. I, yeah.
1: I never got into the Smash Games, and this might sound really <laughs> funny. Um, the last Smash game I played was on the GameCube, I believe. Yeah, and melee,
0: the best one. I didn't until now. Until now. <laughs> this is going
1: to be really embarrassing to say, but I didn't know how the game worked back then. I still don't know how the game works now. I played. Smash on the Switch like three weeks ago at a friend's place. I just randomly started up the game and I chose Link, and then I just started to play and, on some miraculous way, I won, which was a complete surprise to me. But I well, it's didn't know because what I was it's doing. it is press
0: A to win. I didn't know. It's like literally press A. To okay, win. but like
1: what? How does it work? Like, <laughs> tell me, as a as a non Nintendo non Smash player, which is really embarrassing to admit. How does this game work? What why why do people love this game so much?
0: Well, okay, so I don't well, here's the thing. With Smash, you basically have two camps of people that play Smash. You have the competitive scene, which is really awesome to look at, and it's really fun to see how people can um start from the bottom and then suddenly when they only have one stock left, come back and just take out the other opponent because they got angry and they're like going super <laughs> saiyan and all the stuff, but the real reason why Smash is as fun as it is and has been so fun for the past twenty years is very simple. The gameplay is just approachable. Okay. I mean, you don't need to you don't need to know any combinations other than A uses the standard attacks, B uses the special attacks. If you tilt the controller. You do different special attacks and different normal attacks and that's
1: it. I play with the pro and controller. And the rest is does, just plain fun. Does the pro controller no. have the motion stuff as well? Because I would play with the pro controller. Uh
0: you I think you can enable like I think a shake or something to perform an action, but other than that, no, not really. So I have to shake the controller and press
1: A to do or B to do a special attack? No,
0: no, 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 no. Like, I think you can shake the controller and then you perform a taunt or something. But um, since they patched out taunting online, nobody's doing that. For some reason, they resorted to teabagging. Oh, nice. But, um really mature. No, that's not no no that's not nice. I know, I'm that, being sarcastic. That's not cool enough. I don't know why they took out taunts, but whatever. Um but yeah, so I've basically been practicing my uh one of my main characters, which is Ness, um, who I've been maining since the N sixty four days. I have no idea who um, that is. Let me
1: just look that up
0: really quickly. He's the main character from Earthbound if and I I get it if you don't know Earthbound. I'm not going to expect you to know what Earthbound is. Is
1: it the little guy uh, with most, the hat and the backpack? Yeah. Oh, I kicked his ass
0: when I played the, the first time. Oh, when we play together, I will kick your ass oh, with him. Pick your battles. You I believe uh, me. I won't play against you. <laughs> you believe me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I've been, I've been practicing with him lately. Um, I need more time to practice and like just... Go on, like, a complete spree online. But isn't that the, uh, I have been imp- the power I have of the Switch improving.
1: that you can bring it with yeah. you all the places and play it on the go? I remember you saying that, like, one episode yep. ago. Like, That's what makes the Switch so amazing. I can take it with me everywhere. <laughs> it
0: is. And I have been practicing on the go. The only difference is the control scheme is different when I play on the go than when I use a GameCube controller at home. Uh, so sometimes GameCube I have control. to, like, mentally make that Switch first. Okay. Pun unintended. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's a good
1: one.
0: <laughs> sorry. Sorry. No, seriously, that was not intended. Okay. But, um, yeah, so that's what I've been, that's what I've mostly been playing. But I've also been feeling a bit nostalgic for some games. So I dusted off my 3DS and uh, put and uh, plugged in uh, uh, Castlevania Order of Ecclesia. It's a DS game. Oh, Okay. Yeah, it's I mean, if you've played Symphony of the Night, then you know the gameplay style for this particular Castlevania because basically everything that came out on the Game Boy Advance right up until the DS is basically a like a different version of Symphony of the Night. So if if that is, if that was your back, then Order of Ecclesia is like for you. It is it is very fun It is very challenging. The main character... um, People, are, I guess, are kind of split on it. I'm also kind of... I mean, I like the main character because the main character is a tragic one uh, since she was betrayed by someone she trusted. And because of that betrayal, she lost all her memories and all her emotions. So she's literally like a blank slate. Oh,
1: she doesn't really? smile.
0: She doesn't laugh. She doesn't do anything. Her eye is like completely on the prize all the time. And when she interacts with like the villagers that she saves, it's kind of sad because they're like, oh, thank you. And she's just like, yeah, OK, whatever.
1: Wow. That's really
0: depressing. And <laughs> Well, it is Castlevania, and it is Dracula being an asshole, so, I yeah. I only played
1: the, the Castlevania that kind of looked like Devil May Cry. That's the only one I played.
0: That's like the, the link The one on PlayStation 2?
1: No, there was one on PlayStation 3, I believe. That was kind of more like... Oh, a...
0: you mean Lord of Shadows?
1: I think that's the one. It kind of reminded me of Devil May Cry.
0: Yeah, yeah, that, that one was totally trying to rip off Devil May Cry, and ripping off, you know, old-fashioned God of War.
1: Oh, I love God um, of War. You know that.
0: Yeah. The fir- the first game was apparently good. The second game was not that great. Mm. But...
1: Yeah, I can't remember that the first one was kind of like a comeback and everybody was happy about it. The second one didn't live up to expectations.
0: Yeah, I mean it had a it had a lofty goal because it was the first 3D Castlevania game that actually worked as a 3D Castlevania game. Like previous attempts were like um uh Crap <laughs> so, yeah, okay, I mean of course if if your standards were low to begin with, then yeah, you can only go higher from there hmm. so yeah the, the those are the things that I've mostly been playing. I've been playing like other d s games on and off like real quick. um, I plugged in uh, actually, I actually played another three d s game, which was Mario and Luigi Dream Brothers. Which the which is the latest entry in the Mario Luigi RPG games. Oh, um, RPG I played games? it for a round, then I dropped it because I got stuck. So then I decided, you know what? Let me see where I was, and then suddenly I was able to continue for somewhat weird reason. So okay. I might actually be able to finish the game now.
1: Okay. Um, yeah. That's it, or uh,
0: anything else? Um, no. I mean. Well, yeah, except for the one thing where I played like a little bit of Anthem uh, when the public beta was live, right. like a little bit, like I think at most an hour. And most and the thing that I did there was just going to the free play mode and just fly around and kill some random encounters, inca- well, try to kill some random encounters. Mostly what I did was start a battle, see that I was about to die, and then like, Peace off like a bitch. So let's <laughs> well, not to spoil too much
1: because we have a lot of more anthem coming up later. I do have one more yeah. question. What sure. game are you looking forward to, which is coming out this year? Let me just sneak that one in. Oh
0: wow. big uh, one. Uh, oh really? Oh come on.
1: <laughs> yeah, otherwise we'll just
0: Okay, you know what? You go first, because I have to I have to think about it. You go first. What are you looking forward to so far?
1: Okay, so. Um difficult but like I'm hoping See? Okay. See? But like I have I have multiple games in my mind. So like I have to be like okay okay I have to name one. But like let me put it this way. I made a prediction in our first episode that the Last yeah. of Us is gonna come out this year. So mm-hmm. a lot of stuff is starting to point in that direction that it's gonna come out this year. But I have to say Last of Us Part Two if we don't get Last of Us Part Two then my pick would be Division Two. Ah, you only get one. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, okay, okay. that's cheating. I get left.
0: two now. I okay. get two now, right? <laughs> two. Okay, fine. I get two. Okay, so the first thing I'm looking forward to is uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses because that game looks awesome. Yeah, I saw the
1: trailer. It's, yeah, it looked really
0: nice. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. I mean, the, last, the last game that I played was uh, Fire Emblem uh, Echoes, uh, which was a remake of a super nintendo game which is a side story of the whole franchise did this remake um, the Switch which
1: is, or? no on the 3ds oh, okay yeah but, it, wasn't a it, but it was
0: really cool because we basically play as like two different main characters okay. and you're leading two different armies so and it's all in parallel so what one does does have an effect on the others storyline even though they don't actually interact with one another. Hmm, that sounds cool. So that's actually a really cool game. And the and the story's really cool And the main characters, uh Selica uh and uh, uh Abel? Abel? Yeah. No, wait, not Abel. A Ah fuck, I forgot the other dude's name. <laughs> I don't even remember Selica because she's actually cute. Um oh, okay. But yeah the But their storylines are pretty interesting, um, at least in terms of Fire Emblem. Um, Still need to finish that one, but I'm actually pretty close because I'm already halfway through that game. And yeah, the other thing that I'm probably looking forward to the most is a third-party game on the Switch called Daemon X Machina, which is a mech-based kind of like free-roaming action game. It's very like I'll 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 show you I'll I'll I'll, sh- I'll send you the, the the trailer for that uh, during the break okay. but uh suffice to say it looks awesome. It runs in Unreal Engine 4 <gasps> so you know it's pretty. Wow,
1: on Switch. Oh, and no. you have
0: big mech bosses. Okay. That's so cool. yeah, it, it looks pretty awesome. I've seen some gameplay footage as, of that as well and um at least the rumors have it is that that game is probably going to come out sooner than later which is good because it's been announced for like almost a year ago so hopefully <laughs> hopefully it is coming out sooner
1: than later if that's long you should look at Sony's lineup we sometimes announce games that like are yeah users. how is
0: Days Gone going yeah yeah well it's finally I'm still waiting for out. that counter
1: to drop well, uh, uh, like, because i feel that happen. they're going to
0: delay that game again
1: oh no no, no. they pushed it already <laughs> over, like multiple times it's going to come out in april they are committed to april i'm looking forward to that as well We'll see about what it is. All right. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. Okay. Cool. I guess uh, let's wrap it up cool. uh, with this segment, and then uh, we'll take a quick break for you guys to catch up, catch your breath, and uh, we'll be right back.
1: Alrighty. righty. know my
0: and we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the second segment of the episode. And in this ep- segment, we are going to talk about our hidden gems of gaming. So, um, I think I want to start off first because I got a lot on my plate. Um, I know it says hidden gem, and it's basically what we're going, what we're going to talk about when we bring up the hidden gem segment. Is well, one of our hidden gems in gaming, the a game that we Feel that a lot of people either don't appreciate or that that we feel that touched us in a special way. <laughs> um, no, not like that. Not like that, bro. Oh. Not like that. Just so a game, game that I- a game that left a that left a special in- the, like a special impact on you <laughs> as a gamer. Not anything weird. Not any, people. Uh, not anything cute weird. characters,
1: as you mentioned in the previous segment. <laughs>
0: I can have wife in video games as much as anybody can have a waifu in anime. So <laughs> do people they, actually have
1: that a wife in anime?
0: You I haven't been to the anime. Yeah, have you like ever? Have you ever been to like a comic con mm-hmm. or like? No,
1: nope, nope, nope. I don't watch anime a Reddit like
0: board about anime or on Twitter. Nope. Seriously. I'm. Uh, or DeviantArt?
1: Social media. What do you call that? I'm not really on social media, so I like a lot of Deviant this stuff. Deviant Art is not social. No, no, related. I know Deviant Art, but like, seeing as I'm not a designer or an artist, I have like, <laughs> it, like, no, look, I have these moments when I'm on YouTube and I watch a video on purpose, and then three hours later, I end up somewhere I never expected to be. Nothing weird, but like, I don't bounce onto Deviant Art or stuff like that in one of those moments. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, fine,
1: fair, but uh you have a hidden gem,
0: yeah, so uh like I said, um I'm gonna cheat a little bit on the f- the first time we're doing this segment because mine is not one game, it's actually three games under the same brand, and we're going to be talking about Konami again this time because it is the Konami rebirth series on WiiWare, which as you as you may or may not know um the WiiWare is the indie branch of the Wii Shop Channel, which was released, uh, which launched back in two thousand seven. Yeah, two thousand seven, uh, along with the Virtual Console, and like a bunch of uh, indie developers and also third-party developers released um, small, smaller games on uh, the Wii Shop Channel. And the Wii Shop Channel uh, has since passed on. Uh, rest in peace, Wii Shop Channel. <laughs> the 31st of January was the was the last time it was live. It's Long so sad to Wii Shop to be Channel. A Nintendo fan because well, like, we'll, stuff prematurely
1: dies, like the Wii U and who knows what else. No,
0: I mean it's been it's been alive for well over a decade now, and I mean it had a good run, but it uh, and. It's it's part of the conversation of uh, digital storefronts and buying games digitally, but that's like a a, a story for another day. But um, basically, that is what WiiWare is a place where indie developers and big and, and third-party developers could bring out smaller titles uh, to the Wii U. Oh, sorry, to the Wii. <laughs> By the Wii um, I got you there. You're
1: all confused now.
0: <laughs> yeah. Thanks a lot. But these specific games that I want to talk about, these uh, games under Konami's Rebirth brand were Contra Rebirth, Castlevania The Adventure Rebirth, and Gradius Rebirth. Now, at least in terms of Castlevania The Adventure Rebirth, that is actually a remake of a Game Boy game of the same name, Castlevania The Adventure, which is a canon game, but... I'm pretty sure either people have never heard of it or if they have, they've never played it because it is or it it still is or was a obscure Game Boy game and most people avoided it because it was a Game Boy game. They didn't acknowledge it as part of the main canon even though it is. And they did a really good job on at least that game specifically because it is all like... 32-bit style, and the gameplay is like classic Castlevania, so, you know, pre-Symphony of the Night, uh, so the only thing you have is an upgradable whip and enemies that come at you with a vengeance, and it's really challenging to play, and it's really fun to play. It's exciting to play, Uh, the reason I'm bringing this up is because I knew that the Wii Shop channel was closing its doors, so six months ago, when you could still add credits to your account on the Wii Shop channel. I added a bunch of credits so I can buy those three games specifically, and I've been playing them uh, over the winter break, and they're really good. I like Castlevania the Adventure because it feels like ca- classic Castlevania. It it reminds me of the NES days of like brutal platformers and... Precision jumping and being skilled in the game, uh, and now you can't buy it anymore. Oh, no. I mean, if you bought it, if you oh, bought it on no. the shop channel, you can always re-download it. For now, okay. we don't know when that's going to end. Um, the other game, two games, are Contra Rebirth, which is not really a remake. It's kind of more of a retelling, and they added cutscenes to the game, which it's okay. Um, but that one is like classic contra like NES style hardcore, like one shot you're dead, um, no Konami code. so you can't add 30 lives to your game. <laughs> and the and the last game on here is contra uh, a Gradius rebirth, which is a remake of the original Gradius on NES. And like all these games have been given like this 32bit treatment. Um to their art style, but their gameplay is just like classic old school gameplay. Do so they like and add anything or
1: have they changed anything, or are they literally like ported these Game Boy games over to the Wii and that's it?
0: Well, I th- I think because I never well with Contra it just feels like Contra. Okay. So if you've played Contra on the NES or on the Super NES, um that's it, or on on the super on the Mega Drive if for some whatever reason I played you felt on, compelled uh, to play Contra, Contra Hardcore. Classic,
1: does that
0: count? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Super C also counts in that regard, but Super C is a... It does take... It, it, it feels a little bit more different than like regular Contra. Okay. Like they try to do some, some slightly different things like any second NES game does. Um, But if you've played like classic Contra on NES, then yes, you know what that feels like. The same goes for Gradius. If you've played Gradius, classic Gradius growing up, it is exactly that same feel that exactly that same motion, that same speed. Okay. so uh, I think that one actually does have a I think that one actually does have like a form of the Konami code that works. So you can boost up your ship to have like all the options and stuff like that until you die.
1: But is there? So um, yeah, like these games are not available anymore, or
0: no, okay. you can't buy. Like I like I said before, the WiiWare games were like exclusive to WiiWare, with a few exceptions like uh, I think Romanov Swords and so- Swords and Soldiers which got ported to like a lot of systems, like it got ported to, uh, it got ported to mobile, it got ported to PC. It actually recently got re-released on the Switch. So, <laughs> oh right, you don't have a Switch anymore. What a
1: surprise, cause a lot of stuff gets re-released on the Switch. Cause that's why the Switch is here, so we can play all the old shitty games or old games we've about. Did
0: you forget that I said just now that it's also on PC? And I actually oh, think I mean, that that game, I, eventually, that I think that game actually eventually come came out on the PlayStation Three. So yeah, but
1: what we now? We, we don't care. The PlayStation Three gamers don't care about that old stuff because you know we have triple A exclusives or triple A other kind of games we can play, which I can't really mention right now. But that doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> ah, whatever. <laughs> the point. The point. The point is like most, if not well, most of those WiiWare titles. And specifically, like those three are actually a perfect example of why it's a hidden gem, mm-hmm. because it's on a it's on a distribution system that basically doesn't exist anymore, And unless you bought it before the system went down, you don't have no way of accessing that game anymore. Kinda like which is spooky, a, that, uh... which is a real shame why Konami is being complete
1: cards. <laughs> yeah, come on! You don't like how I feel towards Konami, so I'm just trying to like contain myself as well.
0: <laughs> all right, all right, <laughs> cool. So, what is your hidden gem then?
1: So, mine is a game that I never expected to be a hidden gem, and that game is uh, Middle Earth: Shadow of Mordor, and maybe also the yeah. sequel, Shadow War. But
0: um, you actually like
1: that game? The first one or the sequel?
0: the sequel
1: um let me just put it this way i'll t- I'll tell you the first one about why i will like the first one and then tell you what i liked and disliked about the second one like All right. i i love those lord of the innings games which were made by by ea back in the day on the ps2 for example the two towers and the return of the king there was these kind of hack and slash games you could uh, play them together with a friend which i really loved on the playstation 2 and then they came out with uh, Battle for Middle-Earth and Battle for Middle-Earth 2, which was their strategy game. Those Arteleus games, I, I love those as well. But then they started to do a few games that really didn't like resonate with the fans. Um, they did one called Lord of the Rings Conquest, which was literally Star Wars Battlefront, but with a Lord of the Rings skin and kind of tanked and caused... Uh, was one of the reasons why EA shut down Pandemic. That sounds
0: like it shouldn't work at all. Nope.
1: Uh, like the idea on paper sounded really cool but it didn't work and then they kind of shut down pandemic shortly after because they had a few games with pandemic that didn't work out and then eventually license bounced back to uh believe new line cinema and the talking foundation or whatever it's called and then all of a sudden warner brothers got the license maybe also because they own new line cinema and then they Started uh, making Middle-earth: Shadow of Mordor, and it was actually done by the guys behind uh, Fear, that first-person shooter. You know the kind of scary yeah, yeah, yeah. with the little girl. Um, and the funny thing is, is, is like I didn't really have this game on my radar because um, I thought, oh yeah, another Lord of the Rings game or a game set in that world would probably just flop because the last few games we got were shitty. So I kind of like left it off. And didn't, I think
0: but, you were the only one on that ship, Captain.
1: Yeah, so that's the that's the part why I loved uh, why it's kind of my hidden gem because I kind of like left it what it was. I didn't follow any news or trailers or whatever around it, and then the game came out, and then I saw reviews, and it was like eights and nines and stuff like that. So I was like, okay, this sounds really interesting. I didn't expect this, and then I just bought the game and I started playing the game, and I, I loved the game. It was this this nice combination of an open world game with. RPG mechanics and kind of Assassin's Creed mixed into there. There was even a small controversy that one of the designers on Assassin's Creed 2 said that they had literally used his animations or his code for some of the animations in the game. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, there was a kind of controversy around that. Um,
0: I never understood why they thought that that was true unless someone from the team moved over to this new team i don't know like
1: the specifics but the 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 animation guy said like those are my animations you're using my animations but the guy wasn't working at uh at uh, the studio so i was kind of surprised like okay so somebody either stole your code or whatever you know but yeah that's
0: i mean even if they did it would have been reverse engineered so you kind of don't have a leg to stand on there anyways
1: I know what you at mean, least at least that
0: at least that's why like I don't well, know how the law works in terms of that so I don't know I don't know maybe yeah maybe no yeah but well it, it, yeah but that was just weird but as I was saying captain like <laughs> going down with the with with the ship the captain always goes down you, with you're the ship. like I mean I guess because you thought it was going to be bad you like you didn't pay attention to the previews because yeah. if you did yeah. Because if you did, you would real you would have realized that it was cool because of the, um, ah, good grief, what's it called again? The the revenge system.
1: Yeah, the nemesis system. So like, the nemesis. That's one of the cool parts about the game. So like, um, you don't have the nemesis system on the old console, So on the PS3 and the Xbox 360, it's not there. But on the no, it's on the PC. Yeah, the PC and the PS4 and the Xbox One, they have this nemesis. And for for people that don't know, it's like. So all the, the Uruks you fight or the Orcs you fight against kind of like have, um, they have like traits and they also know who you are. So if you go to yeah. an, uh, go to fight with them and they kill you, then they get a promotion. So like they they rank up in the... They in move the, up in
0: rank and get stronger. Yeah. They get better yeah. armor. Yeah, but the cool yeah. part is yeah. they,
1: like, when you encounter them again, they know who you are. So they say stuff like, hey, Ranger. Last time I chopped off your head, I'm going to do it again. You know, it's like these funny references yeah, they made exactly. to the previous battle because they killed you every time.
0: And then <laughs> and then you chop their head off, and yeah. then they're like, oh, coming back yeah. better and stronger and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Or at least, well, if you don't, if you take them down, but you don't kill them is when they come back. And then they remember you're there's like, oh, you took my arm, yeah. and now and I'm going to call, run you through whatever. with my, like, yeah. Claw, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, the, and the then cool you take part. them down and then someone else comes into the rank. Like, here's the thing with the Nemesis system, because I played that game as well um, on the PC. Um when it was on discount on on Steam.
1: I paid full sixty.
0: Um uh, <laughs> I'm not saying that it wasn't worth it. It's just that when you're kind of strapped for money <laughs> you kind of have to make these decisions if anybody's so,
1: listening to us we are open for sponsorship so my friend max can play all the good stuff and play instead of all the old stuff on the switch so all donations and when he said, are exactly are appreciated it will go to the help max play all the, the good games foundation
0: <laughs> does it also come with time because i do not have that either well, that's something, yeah, that's something money can buy. <laughs> yeah, but but here's the thing. Like, yes, that is... You know why? Because I, I agree with you that that is a hidden gem. But you, do you know why I think that is a hidden gem? Um,
1: no, tell me.
0: Because we literally just talked about it. Because nobody... Like, we've had all these open world games. Like, we've had Red Dead Redemption 2. We've had... Um, we've had did that game come out before no gta 5 was already out yeah. um let's
1: not pull a mess like what else have that. we had
0: yeah we've had mass effect and drama we did have, we've had like a bunch of other open world games and none of them use something even remotely close to the nemesis, the nemesis system. system we had two other batman games and they didn't use it yeah. even though the combat in shadow of mordor is similar to that of batman yeah. Like, why was that not implemented in, like, Arkham Knight or in Spider-Man? Why isn't the Nemesis system a, an element of that game that people looked at and like, huh, how can we do that, but either in our own way or better? Nobody did that. Not even Not even the developers themselves did that. Because in the second game, it's more of a tactical action game with armies and stuff right so like
1: what what's what works great about the nemesis system is that you can also convert people to your army and you can like have them sneak into the higher ranks and betray other tribal leaders or or backstab them you can kind of like grab a nobody and make them an orc tribal leader and then in the second game they build on more but, but the tricky part is is that in the second game, you uh, focus, it's more like how they brought it was we're going to focus more on what we did good with the first one and we're going to expand on that. So, for example, the RPG mechanics are better and the, yeah. the weapon mechanics are better. So, like, you have armor you can customize right now. You have different kind of swords. You have, like, runes you can insert into those swords. So, it's, like, more and more and more. And the Nemesis system is a bit better, but... Yeah, it's not like it didn't have the impact it had as in the first one. So like in the first one you were okay. like really amazed by this system. And in the second one, it's yeah, like for example, you can take fortresses and then you can put people in charge of those fortresses and they can defend those fortresses, and the fortresses mechanic plays into the later part of the story, which kinda also ruins the story a bit. Cause like until you reach, I believe there's like a part in the game, and that's what I kinda disliked about the sequel is that You get to a part which is called the Shadow War. And then for 10 straight turns, you have to defend all your fortresses. All your fortresses get attacked, and then you have to defend them. Mm. And if you fail to defend them, you first have to retake them. And it starts out with one fortress. And then the next round, it's two fortresses. And then the next round, it's three. And then it's 10 rounds of constantly defending all your fortresses. And if you die, you have to retake all your fortresses. Isn't that just horde mode? kind of like it yeah it, it gets more and more uh, difficult yeah. indeed but it's like it, it feels like filler content there's not really anything in there that kind of adds to the story the idea is that your character without going too much into spoilers we might have to spoil it is that your character is trying to stop Sauron from advancing with his army and he does that for years but like it feels like a real grind and that's kind of what what made like i finished the game and until I got to the Shadow War part, I was really, I really liked it. I was really pumped, and then I played the Shadow War, and I was like, I didn't even finish it eventually. I just said, like, you know what, I can't pull, do this anymore. I just looked up the ending, and I said, you're not fine. It's it's okay. I, just, I don't want to play this anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's cool about the second one is that, for example, the story goes more in depth. For example, you get yeah. to see who the 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 Nazgul are, and the Nazgul are in in the Lord of the Rings. The Nazgul are nine kings of men. But you actually get to see who those kings are. So, for example, oh seriously, yeah. So one of them, for example, is um, Helm Hammerhand, who is uh, his name is mentioned in uh, in the Two Towers when uh, at the end before the the people yeah before they ride ride out, yeah, Aiden said says stuff like the horn of Helm Hammerhand shall sound to the deep one last time, and then Gimli blows that horn. So Helm Hammerhand yeah. is one of the Nazgul. Um, Isildur is one of the Nazgul. That was kind of like a shocker for me. I didn't expect that one. Really? Yeah, that's really cool. Um, Isildur is one of them. Um, so there are like these few man kings you kind of know of references in the old Lord of the Rings movies. That's really. Cool. I think
0: the people that read the books right now are probably screaming into their iPhones or like whatever yeah. they're <laughs> listening to, and they're
1: like, "You idiots! Did you not read the books?" <laughs> probably, but like, like it, it was a cool twist i didn't expect it i was like oh okay that's cool yeah. to know all right okay yeah. that's actually kind of cool yeah. mm. so i would yeah. advise people to play them both um i had more fun with the first one because again i didn't really pay attention to that game and it surprised me in multiple ways and the second one built on the foundations of the first one is just that you know the ending is a bit uh, it's it's a waste it's like a shame to see it end that way they could have done something better yeah Oh, I'll give you the first
0: one, but I haven't played the second one, so I can't speak to that, but if you say that it, it's at least, at least worth checking out, then I guess then it, I, I'll definitely try and check it out if I have a chance to. Nice. Alright, cool. I guess that's the end of the second segment. Uh, stick around, guys. We're going to go for a quick break, and we'll come back with our last segment of the week. So stick around. <laughs>
1: so welcome back to our final segment um in this segment we're gonna talk about our experiences with the anthem private and public beta um i got to play it on the the pc the private one was on the pc and the public one was on the playstation uh did you get any time with it max besides the like short thing you mentioned at the beginning
0: yeah it was literally just a short thing like um, about an hour tops okay and you just played yeah, free play but or I just played free to play but we're going to get into it anyways and I'm going to explain to you why that was the case <laughs> okay so for but, but 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 let's start off with um let, let's start off with the with the with the with the, the private with the private beta because at least from your perspective since you played both yeah. did you did you notice like a big difference in uh, how they played because because she said the private one was on PC and the public one was, was on PlayStation 4. Like in terms of like gameplay, which one felt better to you?
1: The PlayStation one definitely. It's like yeah. it's it's really made to play with the controller, and I noticed that a lot because of the of the flight with your javelin, the suits you play in. Because when you fly around, it that and they really nail that part. It kind of feels like your Iron Man, which I love. <laughs> um, yeah, but the the tricky part is, is you have to move your mouse on the PC for your pitch and your elevation and stuff like that, and you can't yeah. really make those hard turns. Um, so I really had a lot of moments in which I just flew against the wall, or I
0: had. You were able to make hard turns.
1: I no, well, because I couldn't make any hard turns or difficult turns, I just flew against objects because this was oh. really hard. Because you're these in some sections you have to go into like tunnels and stuff like that you can off the sprint, but you can fly i mean like why run when you can fly and then yeah often i would just like fly into
0: well something. well overheating is one reason yeah but
1: the, it, it, like in general in, in those smaller sections you can like you have to get to the end of the tunnel which is like either a 10 second flight or a 30 second one yeah. and then you'll just say like you know That's let me fly but what i noticed on the playstation was it like it was a lot smoother i could just make fine adjustments i could just do it better and i really love the way it played on playstation the controls and the funny thing is is because you're level 10 i believe in the beta both betas you don't have like a tutorial so you have to go to a Uh, website you have to go to a website and then they tell you like x does this and Square does that, or on the PC it's like W does this, and Space does that, so really it's really yep.
0: strange. Yeah, but see, here's the th- so, so here's the thing, because I'm assuming that in the private beta it was the same thing, it didn't have a tutorial?
1: Nope.
0: Okay, so here's my like you can call me out for it <laughs> whatever you all want, but I'm going to say this right now. The fact that it didn't have a tutorial in the beta was a detriment in my opinion because instead of playing for an hour and getting at least something decent done, I spent 15 minutes trying to fly (laughs) because I had no idea what button combination I needed to press to finally fly. I figured out hovering in about 10 minutes and then I was stuck hovering and just hovering and doing nothing but hovering until i finally pressed a button and i don't even remember the button it is right now I think and then suddenly i was it, yeah. flying it's like oh yeah. so why couldn't you just like i had to go to the website to even figure that part out yeah. like i couldn't find it in the game itself why do i have to go to a website to figure out how to play your game like i like why do i have to do that I just want to fly around and, like, shoot stuff, and it took me just too long to get into that to that part of yeah. the game. Like, the shooting, even the, sh- like, okay, you said that it plays better with the controllers, and I don't know because I didn't play it on PC, but I will say this, the shooting feels off. Yeah? Like, I don't know what your opinion is on the shooting, but the shooting feels off.
1: Like, I, like it, it, on, the, it reminded me a lot about, on like, uh, on Mass Effect 2. I really got
0: the, the Mass Effect 2 combat feeling, which I kinda liked. Uh, okay, see, so Mass Effect 2 I only played on PC. I played it on PC which as well. does not support controller support, which means that I played mouse and keyboard throughout like the entire franchise. Okay. Because I played all three games on PC and for some reason they refused like controller support on <laughs> PC. But at least with like if you say that if it feels more like uh, Mass Effect 2, then I think I would have had a better time playing it on PC because at least there I know how the controls for Mass Effect 2 work
1: i think like i don't know if i would be able to fly but at least i know how those work i think in this case because you're level 10 they thought like you know what let's not put a tutorial into it that doesn't
0: matter you can make me a level 100 but if you don't explain how your game works especially with like a whole like here you literally have two sets of controls you have your flight controls and you have your underground shooting controls People don't just jump in intuitively like you're playing Super Mario Brothers or whatever, or like you're playing like the team version of Call of Duty and assume that people will know how to fly if those games never had those mechanics. You have to, it, like, this is, I mean, I know that the betas are mostly to just stress test the server. Which
1: it really needed, because in the private beta there were some issues that they had to add capacity to the servers and there was this input loading loop bug. So from yeah my but point of view, that is
0: away. what that is for. But come on yeah. try it like throw a guy a bone here. <laughs> Seriously I wanna like if if you're trying like with the public beta you have two things. You are stress testing, but you're also trying to convince the person who's playing why your game is fun like why they should pre-order it right now why they should buy it when it comes out but this this in my like in my opinion it didn't feel right to begin with but i will say this after i got through it after i got over the hump i enjoyed it like i liked flying around it was awesome but Like, you see, oh, like, my heat meter is going up. Oh, I'll just do, like, a nosedive and let it cool down or, like, fly over, like, uh, the foggy areas of, of like, the waters and, like, waterfalls to have the jets cool down and, like, continue my flight. And just, like, trying to figure out ways to, like, extend my flight time. That is awesome. That's cool. Like, even flying and, like, shooting is awesome. And... Like the the free area is basically, it. Okay, I'm, it, here's the thing. It feels like um. It feels like Monster Hunter.
1: Uh, world me. or uh...
0: world. Okay. Yeah, it feels like Monster Hunter World when you're like just you're not doing a mission and you're just jumping in and like just going out to slay monsters. Mm-hmm. That's how that feels like. But instead of like one big monster that you're facing or two or three big monsters that you're facing, you're facing like random encounters of like enemies that just spawn up. And then they start either they don't notice you and you try and sneak up on them and you try to take them out or they notice you and then they try to shoot at you. Unfortunately, I was the only one that was playing at the time in that segment of the game. So there was nobody to back me up. Oh, so whenever I thought, oh, here are some enemies. Let me try and kill them. I would kill one. And then the other three would take away my <laughs> shield, almost kill me. And then I had to retreat. Okay. The,
1: so, the, um, if you do but at but, but
0: least different. like, it was like, oh snap, I'm almost dying. I'm going to take off. I'm just going to fly and like take off. That is cool. Yeah. Like that, that gameplay loop is actually kind of cool, so I don't have any, like, experience with the missions. Did you play some missions? I'm assuming you played some missions? Yeah, definitely. But, like,
1: when you play the missions, it's differently because you, um, it, uh, it automatically match makes you into a party, so you play with other people, um, and I don't know if you can turn it off or not, but I kind of liked it that it does that. You just pick your mission on the map, and then you can pick the difficulty, like, easy or hard, and... You have Grandmaster and Ultra Grandmaster yeah. and Slayer of the Universe or whatever it's called, and then Slayer of the Universe. I know, I just, I'm just saying something, but like um, uh, okay. then you say uh, <laughs> match, then you say start, and then it automatically match makes you. And it's kind of smart how they do it because um, one of the annoying things about the game, and I don't know how that's going to be in the final game, is that there are a lot of loading screens, which is really annoying. And even with an SSD, really on a PC or an SSD in my PlayStation. There are still long loading screens, which is really annoying. But
0: it, wait, I thought this game was like open worldish.
1: Yes, but it doesn't have um, what I don't know what they what do they call it again? Like it's not a seamless open world, so there are like oh. a lot of loading screens in between stuff. So like if you want to customize your javelin loading screen, if you want to match loading screen, if you want to. Um, if you get lost from your party too much or if you're far too much from your party you get automatically transported back to where your party is, it has a loading screen.
0: Oh, I actually experienced that as well because I was flying into an area which apparently was not part of the beta and then I got a warning sign like, uh, you went too far and then I got a loading screen and it loaded me back like a couple of feet away from from the invisible wall, which made me go like, okay, so... Why not just put an invisible wall there instead of loading me back to like a previous point of the area? That makes no sense. I don't know if it's a beta-related
1: thing or not. Like, like the, the the world's okay. No, massive. that
0: that specific part. No, like that specific yeah. part. I'm assuming was part of because of the beta, but yeah, i mean I'm, load times in general. Like, n- yeah, uh, yeah. Sorry, yeah. I don't. I honestly don't know. I hope yeah. not.
1: Because. There are these instances in when you, where you have to go, like you fly out in the open-air world, to put it that way, and then you have to head into a cave, and then as soon as you reach near the cave, then automatically there's a load screen and you have to wait for it to load. It's not a super long screen, but the fact that the experience gets broken up by these load screens is annoying. And like they kind of mask some things, for example, the matchmaking part what they do there is is that you hit matchmaking it goes to loading screen and then it automatically has the four people you need and you can just fly out so that's kind of fast um yeah it's just that like we are not used to these things because with a lot of open world games i believe also with destiny there's like one load screen until you drop into the mission and then it's no load screen at all until you finish the mission and which is kind of like becoming the standard and then it's strange for them to in load screens
0: everywhere. Yeah, gee, there was another open world game that did the same thing, that, you know, only had load screens when it needed to happen. Gee, what was that called again? Oh, yeah, Spider-Man. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. If Spider-Man is doing a better job of having an open world, well, to be fair, most of this game is taking place in the overworld anyways. But
1: it's just, it's just like, it could be because that it does it better, football, you know? That does it better.
0: Yeah, Yeah, okay, fine. It's single player, whatever. You know what? We're coming back to Monster Hunter because also that technically does it better. And yes, I know you technically, when you go out, it does load into the world. But once you're in that area, you are in that area. Like you can go to all the other areas on the map, no loading, blah, 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 except for your transition when you... Um, fly back to the main to like one of the base camps. So if Monster Hunter can do it, and they have some badass monsters in that that you have to conquer, which take up a lot of CPU time, then I'm a feeling that if you're gonna go against like some random NPC dudes to kill, even if you're in a team, you kind of have to have a better, smoother experience than Monster Hunter. <laughs>
1: But besides Come on. that... Like,
0: it's 2019.
1: They have a few missions, uh, and they have a stronghold, which is like a, a harder mission, to put it that way. I don't know. Like, To be honest...
0: What what missions did you play? Yeah, I
1: played um, a story mission in which you have to retrieve a certain artifact for one of the characters in the, in the game. And the funny thing is when you're in your javelin, it's third person. When you're out of your javelin, it's first person. Um, they did say that like they're going to do a lot of improvements, because when you walk around in Fort, Fort Tarsus, as they call it, which is like the single-player hub, you walk really slow, and they said that they're going to fix that. Um, they said that they're going to fix the PC controls, by the way. Um, so that should be better. Okay, but Whatever like, that means. You, you go to one of these characters, you pick up the mission, and then you get back into your javelin, and then you have to retrieve an artifact, which is... um, It was a fun mission. I played it with Three other people, uh, random people, I got matchmaked into it, and then the yeah. tricky part for me was is that you have to fly to places, and then you have to like fight enemies or hold off enemies. Like waves come at you. Um, it's cool because you get to use different abilities. But then at near the end of the mission, we got to a puzzle, and there were like no clear hints for me on how to solve the puzzle. So like it was me and another dude in one room for 15 minutes walking around trying random stuff. And we could not find any hint on what the puzzle should contain or how the puzzle works. And then I tried looking it up, but because it was so new, there was nothing on the internet about how to solve that puzzle. So
0: were you, were you guys, were you guys at least able to like communicate in any way?
1: No, wait, I did. I had voice turned off, and he didn't uh, use voice as well. So like, the guy randomly did something, and then we triggered the mission or the the cutscene, and then we got the object, and we finished the mission. And then <laughs> I was like, okay. Um, Cool. It oh, took us that, that's the together.
0: that's the way to rock a beta, man. Yeah. <laughs> and
1: I, like, I played the um, a stronghold mission as they call it, which is like I think a bit like a an end game or like a tougher mission, something like that. But um it had a um, boss battle at the end as well. So you had these um, um echoes you had to c- collect, and then you had to fly back to one point to collect them all, and that would disable like a structure, mm-hmm. blah blah blah. And then at the end. You would get to this big boss, and then the boss also had like a way of defeating it. So you would first shoot the shiny parts, and then it would retreat, and there would be a lot of enemies or NPCs coming at you, and then you would it would come back. You would shoot again at the shiny pieces. So it's like Monster Hunter esque. Uh, The fun thing was is you get to use your uh, ultimate ability. In my javelin, it was like this massive grenade launcher, so i would see these Mm. uh, these NPCs coming at me, and then I would just fire up my rockets, feeling like a an an Iron Man or a, a Warhammer. No, yeah. What's the other guy, call it, guy called in Iron Man?
0: What, t- Titanfall? No, no, the guy, the other guy in Iron Man, what did he call the game? War Machine. Oh, I felt like war a War Machine. machine. Yeah, no firewalls,
1: rockets, shooting. <laughs> really, that's like the Neil the combat part. That's really well. This the, the only thing I'm concerned with, and that's kind of with all these games, is that the story tells itself through, like, these conversations. It's not really cutscenes they have. So while you're doing mm-hmm. stuff, get like they talk into your ear and sometimes like i missed it because i was still shooting stuff or i was focused on something else i was looking around for loot so i I have the same issue with destiny that i like kind of lose what the story's about which kind of like because it's all in game yeah you know with the first with the second destiny they kind of fixed it with cutscenes, but with this game i was at moments i was really struggling like yeah, I have no idea what we're doing or why we're doing it. I'm just doing it because the objective tells me to do it. Okay. I don't know why.
0: Okay, but in like in see, like the, in those cases, it's the reason why I turn on subtitles in games these days. I have that on as well. <laughs> I because because I know that some games will try and pull this crap, and that's fine. You want to create more immersion in your game, but if I'm playing in a if I'm in a firefight and I'm trying to hang on for my dear life, <laughs> I don't have time to listen to your stupid little banter about your little kid brother who, like, did something and, like, now is on the team as well, like, on a different team, and you're giving me all this backstory, and I'm like, stop talking, start shooting! <laughs> so, uh, like, I get it. It's just... It, it's the reason why I use subtitles now, because otherwise I'm going to miss, like, lore stuff. The funny thing or, is... Cruci- or like crucial hints during the battle. Yeah,
1: the funny thing is, is that, and that's maybe like a completely different game, is I played the Division 2 beta today and that game puts a, in my experience, a more uh, more emphasis on story and I was able to follow the story without any issues even though I was kind of like in the same situations as in Anthem. So, yeah, that's the, like, I, w- I didn't expect that but they do manage to tell a better story then and like, there are more pauses in in combat to, to like get up to speed with where you're going in the story and then i didn't have that with anthem it was like la, 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 la. Well, maybe... and then a few seconds of pause and then it was like okay go we need to fly off somewhere else and then we go away
0: well, maybe anthem's gameplay loop is just different in terms of, like compared to like division 2 so yeah i i don't know i mean i guess i'd have to play division 2 to see how that works out in terms of like conveying the story i guess Um, yeah, Uh, I don't know, like, I'm gonna be completely honest, um, when, when they first introduced Anthem, I wasn't really that jazzed for it, like, I think I talked about it last episode, because their emphasis was, like, oh, it's coming to Xbox One X, and look, it's gonna be native 4k, and blah, 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 and it ended up not being native 4k, it was checkerbox, and blah, chickerboarding and blah 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 and yada, yada yada and like to me it kind of felt like they were focusing on the wrong part of the game yes it looks really pretty and even on my base ps4 it looks really nice but you know at the end of the day you're playing a game because you want to play a game if i want to see something pretty i'll go see a movie and even then I can, give, I can still get disappointed. Um. But yeah, I mean... Like the I'm still is. looking for. Like, here's the thing. I'm still looking forward to Anthem just to see how the community reacts to it. Because you now have Anthem, which is coming out, what, like two weeks from now? The 22nd of February. Yeah, the 22nd, okay. so like two weeks from yeah. now. And EA... Just dropped another game, a free-to-play game, which is also squad-based, yeah. on all the systems. So, like, I mean, it is f- why the, the timing makes no sense. Like, the timing doesn't make sense if you want your audience to be playing your games. Because now, I mean, they did something similar with Titanfall 2 when that came out. Because that came out like they brought it out in the worst period. Right in between Call of Duty and Battlefield. I loved Titanfall too, but it like
1: was released in the wrong moment, and everybody said that.
0: But how long did you play it?
1: I just finished the single player because I like initially bought it just for the single player. So I finished the single player. I tried multiplayer, but I just I can't play those games anymore because it's all too fast, and I feel like I'm gonna have a like a seizure. Like, I don't play those games. Yeah, but see, but okay, even if you did play
0: it for the single play and you were able to finish it, you moved on yeah. to Battlefield 1, right? I love exactly. That. So yeah. the question is now either when 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 Anthem comes out, are people going to stop playing Apex Legends or are they going to continue? Because who knows what they're gonna do. It because that game, you can play it right now. You don't have to spend any money for it and you can have what i am assuming is a blast yeah. because i only played it i only played one match and i sucked <laughs> i i am going to try it again um throughout throughout the weeks uh to see if it grabs me but honestly i'm not really that big into like battle royale kind of games to begin with so let's see i, I at least i'm going to play enough of it to tr- try and formulate an opinion on it like properly i think that in this case
1: like it's more of a it could be a business move because Um, ea announced their quarterly earnings like a few days ago and they said that battlefield underperformed by like a million or something like it It sold 7.3 million and they expected to do like i believe a million or a million two more than that and yeah and then their stocks tanked yeah by 20 percent. but like i think one of the the answers the ceo andrew wilson gave was like that they focused on the wrong aspects of the game which kind of worked against the game they focused on a single player experience instead of for example on a battle royale mode like they were open from the start by saying hey we're gonna do battle royale but they said we're gonna do it in march so
0: like yeah i don't think anybody's gonna care about that by the time it comes out.
1: i I hope so i don't hope so because it really looks nice but i think that because of the way they approached that and the way they organized their marketing around it the game wasn't unable to was unable to build up the right momentum um to sell or to be better than it was because they also had these issues with like the goofy looking characters with the hooks and the prosthetics and the the not accurate character design whereas people were like battlefield is always known for being semi-accurate and people were like okay but uh, why is that character having a hook and uh, it looks like a cartoony game, and uh, there are female characters did in it. Did I but... miss something? So
0: was it the... Okay, to be fair, I don't follow Battlefield stuff, but did I miss something? Yeah, it was in the
1: beginning, when the, like in the first trailer, I believe, you had uh, characters walking around with prosthetic arms and hooks on the end of it. But well, that's so, like, not normal? I don't think it's normal for that time, or at least I don't think it's what people expected from a Battlefield game, a World War Two game. And it was also like that some people said, like, hey, there are a few more characters in it, but it's not accurate, because at the time, there weren't a lot of female characters in the army. Like, I don't care about that stuff. I mean, like, I'm all diversity, but it kind of slowed down stuff. It was like, well, so it was constant. Every news around Battlefield was a lot more of a negative focus who than who a plays positive.
0: Battlefield for the accuracy? Sorry? Who the hell plays Battlefield for the accuracy? That's what Brothers in Arms was for.
1: Uh, yeah, but, like, that's... That's like a completely different angle because that's also more focused on realism and with battlefield like they don't do weird stuff like cartoony characters and the stuff they added it was so
0: apparently the world forgot about battlefield heroes
1: uh i think so it, it's because Battlefield Heroes you wasn't... did you even know what Battlefield Heroes yeah, was? Yeah, it was a cartoon game. Uh, you could sit on the wings of a plane and shoot. I know. That was fun. Yeah, I know. Yeah, like it could, I think if they re-released that game in a Battle Royale uh, game, kind of like Fortnite, it, it might have uh, more EA, don't
0: listen to us. Don't listen to us. Don't re-release <laughs> it as a Battlefield-like do battle Let, royale game never back, mind we point. never talked about it <laughs> battlefront Heroes what no that doesn't exist no 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 let's wrap it up before like, they totally st- make another to, to, to another to battle fair. royale game I, I i honestly can't take it anymore <laughs> like, if another battle if another battle royale games game comes out this year i think i'm going to like cap someone oh we got another battle
1: royale game but i think it's more of a business move because they kind of so they miss momentum with that so they brought out uh, Apex, which is like their Battle Royale game, so they can kind of warm up mm-hmm. games. I mean, like after a day, they had two million players, which is kind of nice for a game that just dropped. Well, out it of is blue. free. Yeah, but like the funny thing. Well, we that mean, it is free, and don't forget, like a bunch of
0: influencers played that game. Yeah. Like I don't know if you did you get that part like yeah. where because like a whole bunch of influencers were like streaming it on Twitch.
1: Yeah. They invited them up. They had them play because eventually on. Sunday it started to leak out and some of those influencers were kind of semi-confirming it through Twitter that there might be an announcement around a certain game, but like for a game that just got dropped out of the blue, it's, it's really nice, it's really polished, I really like the game and it's free, I mean it's available on almost everything except the Switch. Um, and it's...
0: Well, they did say they were looking into trying to get it on the Switch. Yeah. So
1: i like, and I think yeah. that it's it's more of a business. Like, I
0: mean, it's I mean it's a f- it's fine. Honestly, I don't think the Switch needs another battle royale game because there are already way too many battle royale games on the Switch. I'm good. I don't yeah. really. It's fine.
1: I, I think like in the end, I think it's a business move. Like they want to warm people up for battle royale, and then when Battlefield Battle Royale drops or Fire Summers, it's called people can hook onto that. As for Anthem, I think that, like, they have a lot riding on Anthem because it's their first proper live service game. Like, yeah, Battlefield has a live service, yeah, Star Wars has it. But, like, this is, like, their first original IP which has a live service which is, like, focused on that. So they have a lot riding on it. And after the debacle of Mass Effect Andromeda, it's kind of also a moment for Bioware to kind of prove themselves and so show people, like, hey, we still got this, you know.
0: Ooh, okay, before we wrap this up, I'm since you brought that up, I want to ask you this question before 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 we head off. Should Anthem fail? I'm not saying it, it's going to, but should for whatever reason the game critically bomb <laughs> and financially fail, yeah. what do you think will happen with Bioware? Because they, because don't forget, they also kind of sort of announced the new Dragon Age game at the Game Awards last year. So they are working on another project with another team, with another Bioware BioWare team for for that.
1: So, Um, to be fair, I don't like worst case scenario, they'll shut down Bioware and ship the project off to another team in EA to do it. They kind of did it with the Star Wars game uh by motive uh they shipped it around yay vancouver and stuff like that so they they have that flexibility i don't think they'll do it because there will be some fan backlash if they do it um but it'll be just some it'll be just like another hit hit towards bioware like they brought out another game which kind of sucked or failed or whatever um the best case scenario EA might pull like a 180 and then ask Bioware to do Knights of the Old Republic because there was this rumor that surfaced that Bioware really wants to do a Knights of the Old Republic sequel and then EA keeps saying, no, we're not going to do a Knights of the Old Republic sequel. So EA might I don't do- think they
0: have the time to do
1: another one. Um. Yeah, like if they started out in time, we might finally get one of those games. Um, but I think that like we're, if, if it comes to that... EA yeah, might do a one eighty and say, you know, hey, Bioware, you remember that uh, all the night of the stuff you wanted to do? Please do that, and then they'll probably announce it to keep fans happy and then do it.
0: Eh, I don't know, man. The, the 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 fat cats at EA have been making really stupid decisions lately. So who knows at this point? Honestly, I hope that if like if if it does happen and for somewhat it for some reason, Anthem doesn't end up being a success. I hope they don't close Bioware. I still think that they have potential. It's just... They either need more time or they need better guidance. I honestly was on don't the game know once, at this point. So,
1: yeah. But, like, the guidance could be in the form of Casey Hudson coming back to the studio. And, I mean, like they've been working on this game for a couple of years now, so it's like, Four years because back when Casey Hudson was at Bioware they started development on Anthem and then he left and they were also already working on it so it's been a game that's been in the works for a long time it's just that it, it has a lot of stuff riding on it because it's this big game and like the, the thing they have in their advantage is that they're, they've they been open with the fans from day one Like they emphasize it multiple times like hey we're going to be open and transparent with you we're going to share as much as we possibly can and they're doing that. They said like stuff like, "Hey, we're gonna do free DLC. You don't have to pay for it. We're gonna uh, come up with great endgame stuff. We don't have PvP yet, but that's something we could look at." So like, they're not dodging the questions. They're like giving open and honest answers on those. It's just that they have to have a good launch and then keep people yeah. involved. Otherwise, it will turn out to be another Destiny. Yeah. Well,
0: I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess time will tell we'll I mean we'll see when it comes out and we'll see after it comes out how it does if it does well if it doesn't do well um i i honestly hope it does mo- more because i like having bioware around and it would be a shame to see another like legacy developer shutter its doors for stupid reasons like this <laughs>
1: yeah um, I think they they have their name going for them, so they won't like easily go to a close. But yeah, you never
0: know. Well, you never know. All right, <laughs> okay, I guess that wraps it up for today or this uh, for this episode. Um, I'd like to thank you, Sean uh, Templar. Um, you're not on you're not on uh, social media, but if you want to hit him up, you can always hit him up on the official uh, Game Rivals Twitter. Which is at underscore, uh, at game <laughs> underscore rivals underscore. Sorry, the 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 Twitter handle is really annoying. Um, you can find me on at Maximilian on Twitter. Um, if you want to hit me up, uh, or you can hit up, you can hit us up on Anchor. Uh, if you feel like you want to contribute to this uh, podcast, please feel free to send a voice clip uh give us a first five star rating on uh apple podcast or the google podcast app or wherever you listen to your (laughs) podcast just show the love so just show the love and if you have any like feedback positive negative well not negative but constructive feedback we welcome it we're still working out on the kinks and we hope you are at least enjoying listening to our sultry tones (laughs) and uh (laughs) ramblings and our ramblings about video games and uh, sniping each other down as much as possible. And, uh, yeah, so thanks again for listening, guys. And uh, will you take us out, uh, Sean Templar? Thank you, everybody. We will talk to you soon. Have a
1: nice day. Bye.
0: Later.